All right, we are live for a Tuesday edition of the People's Talk Show, and I'm excited to be back. Looking forward to connecting as always. Uh, this is Detroit's number one late night YouTube talk show. Let's not forget that. And I appreciate you guys for blessing me with your presence. And I got a couple interesting headlines that I want to bring to your attention as, as well as get your thoughts. And then, um, you know, we'll get the phone lines open. Definitely would love to hear from some people. 313-462-0027 is the number that you can call and let your voice be heard. And while I give it a second before I get into the headlines of the day, if you haven't, please hit that thumbs up button. Make sure you hit that bell notification and subscribe if you have not, just because it's good to hopefully be notified. That's the goal. And also for my people over on Rumble, definitely uh, make sure you leave some comments and thoughts there. Make sure you subscribe and hit that notification as well. But um, a lot of excitement right now in the mainstream media, uh, especially in the Twitter sphere, in reference to this ETF. And so I, you know, I follow this stuff heavily. I don't talk about it much just because... I still have you know, mixed feelings in the long, uh, as far as a long term outlook for this particular sector. But I do believe in uh, dipping and dabbling and speculating in the space. So I'm curious to get your guys thoughts on uh, what you're seeing as well as your uh, I guess your, your plans as to, as to whether or not you're going to take advantage of the possible opportunity that's coming pretty soon. But I say all that to basically say that right now the banking sector is is hemorrhaging liquidity at a very alarming rate. And it was no surprise when BlackRock, the biggest out of all the head funds, money manager, banking, you know, hedge gurus decided to try to go into the ETF space out of the blue, create a lot of excitement. And it looks like just the mentioning of them adding their ETF to a listing in preparation for approval has been enough to generate a lot of buzz, i.e. the BTC price over the last day or so. And so that got me to thinking about where this is all heading and how uh, it's not a coincidence, more so as the banking sectors right now are not doing too well, there's a chance to be revitalized as well as recapitalized uh, in the days ahead with the creation of an entirely new product line that will basically provide more liquidity for the banks at the same time that they're having issues. So it's going to be interesting, but could be a great opportunity for those who love speculating. But I want to get your thoughts on some things. And so let me just uh, keep moving right along. I want to try to get everything I can in in a concise manner and then open up the phone line so you guys can have your your say at whatnot. So we got just checking in real quick. We got Mason checking in. Appreciate you. We got Jay checking in. PM Galleria as well. Appreciate you. I got Ed checking in as well. Uh, we got uh, Bob, or sorry, Rob said Bitcoin ETFs. So as you water down uh, price for suppression again, why? Uh, I'm going to get into why. It's not necessarily to make uh, the uh, the holders, the current holders of Bitcoins rich, but it's more so going to be used to help save the banks. So uh, we got uh, Ed. Ed says Max Hazard offered. Alex Jones, 10,000 Bitcoins for free. Then uh, they were a dollar for this. Let me see. Is it for free when they were a dollar for his uh, listeners? Alex passed. Uh, goddamn crook taking his money. So, yeah. So I, heard, I saw that Alex, Alex Jones said he lost a laptop that had the 10,000 Bitcoin on it. And so I, I saw that Max Kaiser is going to join him. Uh, Alex Jones to give him a chance to get that 10,000 back. So we'll see how that plays out. Uh, we got Daryl checking in. 
appreciate everybody. Uh, what else we got? Uh, all right. So as always, I want to just I want I can give shout outs to everybody, but we're gonna keep it going. Hope everyone's doing well. Welcome to the show. And uh, yeah, I don't want to waste any time today. I want to jump right in and uh, get right to the nitty gritty of what's going on. But before I do that, let me also make sure I continue to give a shout out to my people at Four Patriots for uh, helping out with the channel. So if you have not, if you're new to the channel. I would encourage you to take advantage of the opportunity to get some special deals uh, that will be for the next couple of weeks or so. And it's basically just some basic preparedness stuff. You got energy, you got food, you got battery storage, you got everything you need. So I encourage you go to fourpatriots.com forward slash RTD and take advantage of the deals while they're still available. And then, of course, if you do, let me know. I want to definitely give you a shout out and uh, definitely let them know that uh, some of my people is coming over there to see them. So appreciate you guys for all your support thus far. And so let's keep it moving. All right. Let's get into some 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 graphics, man. So here we got a post I just grabbed off uh, the Twitter sphere, just basically showing how bad the big banks are right now. And it has a lot to do with current high interest rate environment. Everybody's, you know, basically pulling their funds and they're going to where they can earn a couple earn a couple more dollars based upon uh, the money market uh, activity that's taking place right now. That's at an all time. Well, probably an all time high. But here you got on the screen here. Just want to share with you just some visuals so you guys can see how bad things are for the banks as just as if you already didn't know that. And so what happened in March was just the beginning of what could possibly come barring the introduction of a new financial product that will give the bank some lifeline. So here we got the uh, Citigroup is, tr is trending down year to date. We got uh, Morgan Stanley. We got Goldman Sachs. We got Bank of America. So these four are the pretty much the head honchos. And right now they're not doing too well. And so this is just a report from let me grab it here from the Coastal Journal. And it says here, let me move myself out the way. Give me one second here. Let me move myself out the way so you guys can see what I see. Bam, there we go, that quick. Okay, real quick, it says, four of the Wall Street's biggest banks have uh, recently plummeted to levels not seen since the devastating March banking crisis. <clears throat> and so as a result of that collision that took place in March, what came out? Oh, the Federal Reserve came out with the BTPF, a new uh, backdoor exit that allows uh, the banks to basically exchange their underwater bonds for some liquidity. <laughs> and so, as always, when things fail, they always come out with something new or different for the for the sake of propping and helping them out, not necessarily your average investor. And it says year to day losses are staggering with uh, ranging from 15 to negative 24, causing significant concerns for investors and the overall market. Hmm. So why is all this happening? Here's another reason. Here we have an article. Let me move myself out the way again so you guys can see it. Bam, just that quick. Okay, this is from Daily Hotto. And just, you know, these numbers here, of course, you know, they're, you know, we see all those zeros. You definitely pay attention to it. This is from two days ago. But it says 44,354,000,000 exits Bank of America, Morgan Stanley, BN Melanie, uh, Mellon in, in three months as deposits flight refuses to relent. And so deposit flight, deposit flight. So before the crash in March, it was a result of the commercial or I'm sorry, the small retail banks that were impacted the most after the crash, sending all the funds up to the big boys. And now that interest rates are continuing to spike up, you can get more by parking it over in the money market side of things. And so now they're fleeing from there into the money markets, as well as I wouldn't be surprised if it's a lot of depositors are literally positioning themselves in cash, getting ready for these ETF products is about to be thrown out there. So 
just a little bit of a figure here that I thought was worth bringing to your attention. So not only are the banks doing bad because they're losing a lot. Um, yeah. So who's going to come in and save them? Mm, you better believe it. So here's a little post here. And this came out uh, about an hour ago. And this has to do with Kathy Woods. Uh, her ARK spot Bitcoin ETF is now listed on the DTCC website with the ticker and cusp. So here we have ARK. And then, of course, we have uh, the BlackRock that went down as of yesterday, but apparently it's back up. And so let me find out. Uh, nope, I don't have that one. So, yeah, the BlackRock ticker symbol is up in preparation for some announcement, which everyone's expecting to happen in the next couple of weeks, give or take. And and prior to all this banking crisis escalating, you know, the the the, the word on the street was that by beginning of January or sometime in 2024 would be the approval of a spot uh, Bitcoin ETF, which means that the basically all the banks that are offering these products would actually have to go out and acquire. I can't even say physical because it's not even physical, but digital. Rep uh, di they would have to go acquire Bitcoin. Just keep it at that. They had to go. They had to go acquire a share into the Bitcoin network. How about that? And of course, a lot of speculation is that, you know, there's not enough freely floating available. So then they're going to have to go into um, uh, like some of the, you know, some of the cold storage type stuff if people want to come out of it at the right price. And so the price would have to definitely go up a lot higher for people to want to part ways. But then again, it's not enough to go around at the end of the day. So what we're going to do is keep moving. I have. OK, so here is another reason why the banking sector is not doing too well. So this is a article that I grabbed. Uh, let me move myself out the way again. So this is from earlier, just to highlight how bad things are as far as the losses. It says U.S. banks are sitting on 1.7 trillion in unrealized losses. Research says that's not a problem until it is. And this was from March. I couldn't find a recent figures, but it was 1.7 in March. And mind you, conditions are a lot worse apart from that you know, that, that, that special program the, the, the Fed is offering, the losses are still piling up and they're only going to grow even more. So I can see why there could be speeding up the possibility of announcing that Bitcoin ETF. So we'll see how it goes in time. What else we got here? All right. So here's just some more figures that is worth mentioning. This is something uh, from Wall Street on Parade, as you guys can see here. And it says Fed's financial stability report says that 20.3 trillion is subject to a run. And so these are the inner workings of a report. It says last Friday, the Federal Reserve published its financial stability report, which takes a detailed look at the U.S. financial stability, the U.S. financial stability through the second quarter of this year. Although the Fed does uh, does its best to put out a rosy glow on the outlook, it is not a pretty picture. So here's a little paragraph that stood out. It says, we found the most disturbing sentence in the report to be the following. Let me zoom in here so I can make sure you guys see what I see when I see what I see. Move over here, give me a second here. I think this is uh, definitely worth highlighting. Let me see if I'm in the way. I'm not in the way, okay. It says, overall estimated runnable Money-like financial liabilities increased 3.4% to $20.3 trillion, 75% of nominal GDP over the past year. So the runnable money, the runnable money-like financial liabilities. So I take that as being that 
all the products, i.e. liabilities, as they mentioned, the bonds, which the banks are holding, that's underwater. On top of that, with the deposits as well, all of that stuff probably equates to something in 20.3 trillion range. And I'm sure it goes a lot deeper than that. But just that figure lets us know that uh, something's not right. And it's just a matter of time before something blows. But I could be wrong. I have been wrong before, I think. Anyway, let's keep it going. So let me move myself out of the way and uh, get to a couple more headlines. Okay, so just keep it moving right along. So my whole point in bringing up all this uh, Bitcoin ETF stuff is the fact that the banks are hurting. What better way to save or postpone a banking contagion event other than open up a new product line that allows them to bring in possibly billions and eventually probably trillions. And then the banks have a chance or the banks or the issuers of those products will have the chance to create fees off of those products for their institutional clients and pension funds and hedge funds your mom and pop funds. And you know, you're going to see a lot of, you're going to see a lot of players on wall street institutions getting in as well because they all want a piece of that pie, I believe, but I could be wrong. So we did. keep it moving. Uh, here is something, just a headline. I'm going to just, you know, just, 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 just something that caught my attention. Uh, it says, this is a headline from an article. Let me actually grab the article here. Uh, where's the article? Here's the article. Bam. So here's the article here. I was just thumbing through it a little bit. Let me make sure I'm out the way, but it says Israeli think tank, lays out a blueprint for the complete ethnic cleansing of Gaza. And so while we got all types of events unfolding all around the world in that little region called Israel and Gaza, Palestinians and Israelites, uh, they're going back and forth. A crisis deliberately caused as a distraction, but also as a way for the U.S. to get their way into that area, because now we're seeing more and more stories. I got some stories Real quick here, let me pull them up here. Let me see if I can find them. Uh, let me see. Let me see if I can, did I grab them. Um, yeah. So now we have another little headline here, just highlighting how no better time to, you know, have a crisis other than a planned event. Right at the same time, the monetary system is coming to a halt. Pentagons. Uh, where we go? Move out the way. Pentagon be lately reveals two dozen U.S. personnel were wounded in spat of drone attacks in Iraq and Syria. So former places we were colonized for the most part, there's attacks allegedly. And that's why at this current moment, information coming from our military sources, military information coming from the Pentagon, I can't trust it as far as I can throw it because I know they would love to have more of a confrontation to go back into those same regions. And isn't it interesting how Iraq and Syria both over the last couple of months had meetings with Saudi Arabia and they all came to agreements to basically reunite the Middle West. I mean, sorry, the Middle East. And while all the Middle East was uniting, I guess the Western globalist warmongering individuals didn't want that to happen. So what better way to have Israel spark a flame that looks like it's spreading <laughs> throughout the region. So huh, just something worth mentioning. Okay, let me keep it going. Keep it going. Keep it going. I don't want to hold you guys up long. I don't want to hold you guys up long. Okay, let me see what else is happening over here. Um, okay, so this is uh, this is entertaining. Jamie Dimon, the most serious thing facing mankind is nuclear proliferation. So we got the big I would say the biggest banker 
of the GCIP. He's the, probably the biggest banker. And here he is on the cover page, front page of CNBC, giving his opinion as if like he's qualified to talk about that. So it's like, it's amazing how Jamie Dimon has been thrust into the limelight as a reliable speaker, spokesman slash potential politician. I heard people talk about him running for president. This was a couple of months ago. So just, it's amazing that the JP Morgan CEO is now getting major attention after all the crimes he's committed with Epstein and all the money laundering, drug smuggling. I mean, I, I can go on and on and on as to what he's been involved with his institutions, allegedly. But anyway, I thought that was something worthwhile just because the fear is going to continue while the underpinnings of our monetary system is in shambles right now. So just something worthwhile. Okay, what else we got here? Here's another headline, something worth bringing to your attention. And then I'll open up the phone lines and love to hear from you guys. Okay, so October was the start of the uh, student loans. And so within the first, what, a couple of weeks, it looks like it ain't been a full month. It says jump in the share of households having difficulties paying expenses in October. And it says uh, somewhat or very difficult paying expenses in the last week. And so just to give you a heads up, it says October was the first month of student loan payments resuming since 2020. Already, we're seeing a large jump in share of households having difficulties make paying expenses. It says more specifically, difficulties in paying are not concentrated among households with a college degree making between fifty thousand to one hundred fifty thousand. It says here, thirty-seven percent of households are now having difficulties paying expenses, up from thirty-two percent just last month. So five percent jump. This is the highest reading since October of twenty twenty-two. Monthly payments are skyrocketing for Americans. So this is another little, you know, little hiccup in the system that uh, is just something that will continue to compound on the current issues we have, creating more issues. So not good at all. Okay, but uh, that's pretty much all the headlines I have. Uh, Yeah, no, no, I I gotta share with you something else because while all the all the foolishness is happening, the digital restructuring between merging society. Find personal finances and health into a single location on a phone is still moving forward. So this is just an update showing how it's progressing in Ukraine. I did an article on this, uh, did a video on this months ago, but it says Ukraine's digital identity app growing and becoming an inspiration for other countries. Of course, they're European countries, but that DIA app that I mentioned, and it just talks about how they've signed up more pieces. Let me see. It says uh, DIA was launched in 2019 with 2 million Ukrainians signing up with eight within eight hours of the launch since Russia launched an invasion on October 20th, the app has been added, ha- adding new services. These include issuing digital <laughs> evacuation documents containing uh, identity information to speed up checkpoints, clearances, uh, allowing citizens whose homes have been damaged in the war to apply for compensation. So any type of way that you can act, interact with your government, they're eventually going to have, some type of access to you and you to them through that app. So whatever government services have not even been created yet, it's good to say they're going to be involved in that type of app. So this is just the DIA and there's more details there, but I'll spare you guys that. And then here's another one here. Uh, biometric payments for public transit coming to Dubai. Moscow system marks 80 million trips. And so just the biometrics, you know, they got to know 
everything about you, including your blood type, your eye scan, your hand scan, you name it. But it's already go operation operating around the world. And so it's here. It's voluntary because people use it to unlock their iPhone. People use it to do their, uh, I guess, like Zelle and Cash App. You probably can int int introduce your, your biometric stuff possibly, but it's not required. Yeah, I got I got a lot of stuff to say on that. But anyway, it says the buyer to use facial recognition to streamline fair payments. Moscow Transport completes 80 million trips using biometric payments. So just like for their subway and bus and stuff like that, you know, using biometric payments. Then it says here, payment uh, passengers can opt out to use biometric payment or another payment method to use a system. Travelers must download the Metro Moscow app or Google Pay or Google app. A trip that uses the biometric system will link to the mirror card. The mirror card costs less than one pay through the additional means to the degree. So they're interconnecting all the financial gateways. So people have to go through one single medium, and that's whatever the government issues. So if it's happening there, they're already rolling it out there in all those countries. How long before it's officially here? Concentrated down to a single app or two. It's, in a, it's, it's, it's what they have planned for our future, I believe. That's just me. I could be wrong. Okay, enough of me ranting. Uh, let's open the phone lines. Let's get some calls. Give me Share, share your thoughts. Let's uh, find out what's on your radar, and uh, let's uh, have some fun with it. So I want to see where this takes us. Won't be on long, as always, trying to condense things down and get more work in in a shorter amount of time, but I want to hear from you guys. So phone lines are open. Feel free to give me a call. Let me get this number up here, and uh, let's have at it. What do you guys, what's on your radar? What do you guys want to talk about? Anything else out there that's pressing, that's of concern that you guys want to make sure you guys that out there, let me know or highlight in the chat and I'll try to jump on something and uh, get it out there. Okay. Keep it moving. Ukraine, Ukraine belongs to Russia. And that's where like, whether it does or it doesn't, that has nothing to do with us here at, on in this part of the world apart from the fact that we have special interest groups that want to make sure they continue to hold control and power over all those flunky countries that have sold themselves out to the establishment or whatever. So, yeah, but once again, like going into Iraq, Syria. So the fact that we have our assets, Iraq, Iran, Syria, or whatever, you know, in that area being bombed or being attacked by the locals there, it's like, okay, we have to stand our ground and now send more troops to protect that rather than saying if it's not possible. But yet, why is all those bases out there in the first place other than to secure the reserve status of our currency as well as to continue to enforce our their way of life on the rest of the world? Bring all those troops home, man. Let's worry about our own damn borders would be my concern. But then again, who am I? Uh, Rob says, I believe CBCs will not happen because uh, some states have already banned it and it's extremely unconstitutional. Just saying, yeah, Rob, I, you know, I, I hope and pray the CBDCs fail as well. But I think at some point in the future, our current financial system will come to a halt, i.e. be locked up, seized up or whatever, because it all flows through the banks. And so everything we do, the intermediary happens to be the banking system. So if the banks are not allowing people to withdraw funds or they put you know, currency restrictions or, or whatever, because the banks are the ones that are the gatekeepers to our financial lives. And there's something going on within them that would allow them to be the primary problem to where government 
the Fed, the Treasury, the Federal Reserve will come out and say, because of this event, cyber attack, because of this event, people can't get, you know, funds, can't do that, whatever. They're going to have some options already. And so even the states like Florida, for example, they say, Ryan DeSantis, no CBDC here, made a law, signed a law. Okay, cool. But if all the banks that are FDIC and, you know, FDIC and Federal Reserve linked go down, then what, what, what type of currency will there be for people to use? So the people themselves will cry out for help. And then, of course, as always, every crisis has a solution that has been, already been prepared for us. They're going to easily say, we got this. We have the Fed now payment rail that is able to be used because we can just punch in some extra code and add another layer into the software and then it be able to issue directly to the individual people who have bank accounts with all the FDIC approved institutions. So we can make sure that we can get your cat. We can get your funds to you with no problem. And so as much as I don't want that to happen, I really can't see how it won't happen because the currency units that we have now are not even ours because what's in your bank account, you're a creditor to the bank. So if the bank don't give you your funds, then what do you have? There's not enough paper and physical notes floating around for people to use in everyday life. And then the credit market will definitely come to a halt. And then our economy basically comes to a standstill. So the solution will be, we got you covered. We coming out with this, (laughs) you know, so that's just how I see it playing out. Hope I'm wrong. But then again, that's a part of their plan. Says question, Mike, do you think that the Middle East is going to break out into a larger or very large regional war, war, a world war? Um, It is possible. It is very possible. It's biblical in nature at some point in the future. I don't think this is that level just yet, just because I, I it's my it's my suspicion that the East and the West. Superpowers with this whole new world order shift and everybody want to control the narrative moving forward. I think they're working together. Like, I really don't think that there's that much beef between those both those two sides of the world just because they're all in the same game as far as controlling and suppressing freedom for their people. So there's probably a spit spat at the very top amongst the, you know, the, the uber, uber, uber oligarchy families. You know, they probably got some spats, the Rothschilds versus the Asian, you know, head honchos over there. They probably got some spat, but they're all working to the same goal and it's satanic in nature. So as all this stuff blows through at the end, we're going to have a more united. So after the contagion event, the war event, there's going to be a united governing style, i.e. the one world government that will be recommended by that antichrist figure that will then want to institute a single line of currency. So everything it takes to get to that point is what they're developing. Now, all this digital stuff, all this blockchain stuff, this network stuff, the digital ID stuff, all this stuff they're developing now is going to be used for that purpose and it's in the future the bible says so not to that magnitude but it ain't gonna be pretty in a sense that's just me uh there's 50 billion in currency issue right i wouldn't doubt i don't know the number off top of my head but as far as it being available in people's hands and pockets majority of people don't have cash and a good chunk of that Way more is outside our country than in in physical form because all those distressed countries, hyperinflated countries, they're sitting on dollars like that. Their life is so many. It's millions of people's life savings and dollars in like Zimbabwe and Argentina. And so all those dollars eventually when people realize that, hey, there is no currency that can save us. There is no fiat currency that can save us. 
they're gonna be like, well, damn, we gotta, you know, we gotta start rethinking the dollar as well. So anyway, <laughs> USA doing everything it can to slow down China's progress. Uh yeah, China has issues of their own. Everybody's on the same problem. The debt fiat system is all is causing a lot of problems. And so I think how they're handled, well, clearly we're seeing they're being handled on different in different different perspectives, but I think uh, the Eastern Hemisphere is definitely continuing to work forward to their agenda, and the West didn't like that. So now we have that Israeli—I I can't say false flag—but it was a staged event, in my opinion, just because we all witnessed how they got the most sophisticated security system in the world, and all of a sudden it happened not to be on or be glitched. So I hear all types of articles and see videos of how people say that you know it was deliberately turned off, and pe- people were told to stand down, and so all, all that stuff out there. I, I knew right away that the moment some things were able to get into the airspace, something went right. Something went right. So anyway, that's just my two cents. I could be wrong, as always. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? But then again, time will tell. But uh, what else we got here? Let me see the phone lines. I ain't getting no calls today. So no big deal. Um, so back to the main premise of this video here, the Bitcoin ETF. The Bitcoin ETF is something that they're going to probably try to pass for the end of this year. Therefore, 34,000, 33,000, whatever it is right now is going to be chump change in comparison to what it will be once the institutions literally come scrambling to get a piece of the network. It says ex-Fed Buller made a speech in February 2020 regarding CBCs as a tool to provide liquidity to the financial system when issues are appearing. Now she's working with Biden. CBC is coming for sure. Yeah, and it's just a rebranding of our currency system. So, it, you know, we get new issuance of currencies as technology advances, especially. But on top of that, the current Federal Reserve ledger that's being done at the Federal Reserve and the commercial bank structure of them lending to create additional credit. They're just merging those two under one window at some point in the future. So it's inevitable. Like I just like how could like. I can't see it not happening. Like it just seems a part of the whole technological evolution that we're witnessing right now. Cause I do believe at the end of the day, the blockchain decentralized mumbo jumbo that came out from Satoshi Nakamoto, all that is intentional. They place all that hype into this current time frame as the world's coming to an end, i.e. the economist cover. Actually, let me pull it up real quick. It's been a while since I pulled it up, but the economist cover. That told us what time would be uh, around the beginning of this decade. They told us because they were able to actually probably play things out accordingly. Let me see if I can find it. Okay. Let me see if I can find it. Uh, well, I'm looking for it. I can't find it. My favorite one of my, oh, here we go. Uh, I got to zoom it in, but anyway, let me pull this on the screen here. This is <laughs> how convenient. Let me see. Let me get rid of this. Let me bring this on screen here. How convenient. This is just the first image I saw. So I had to grab it. And so somebody took a screenshot of the initial Phoenix with, with on burning currencies with 2018 around that coin. And it says, get ready for a world currency. And then a, a Bitcoin maximalist clearly put Bitcoin there as a way of saying that this is this is the way out of this. As if the person put Bitcoin there as their 
as their solution for the problem that was created at the same time that this whole space, this whole sector is being pr proposed as a solution. So it's like, don't people find out funny? They're like, you know, the whole Byzantine fork problem of double spending was solved at the same time in the same decade that the currencies is burning. And then they're coming out with all types of digital representations of currency. Just, you know, it's just no coincidences, man. Like none of this is by mistake. But anyway, thought I would just uh, check in, share my two cents on things. But uh, they're eventually going to open the floodgates, the paper. And everybody's going to race to try to get a piece of this particular network. And of course, it's going to pump all the other cryptos as well, because they're going to be first going to be the Bitcoin ETF. Then the Ethereum ETF, then the Litecoin ETF. Then they're gonna try to squeeze the Solana ETF in. Then they're gonna fight for an XRP, but XRP they're not gonna let that happen. <laughs> so anyway, I got more I can say, but I'll leave it at that. All right, my good people. As always, appreciate you guys for blessing me with your presence. Be blessed, be safe, and I'm gonna try to go for three days in a row tomorrow, Lord willing. So I'm gonna you know try to stop ranting about twenty minutes or so, so I give everybody a chance to call and let the voice be heard. And so that's your time to get your shine on. And so I will catch you guys later. And uh, other than that, see the flip side. Shalom. Visit Rethinking the Dollar throughout the day. Your place for news on metals, gold, crypto, you name it. Scroll down to the bottom and you'll get a chance to see the daily videos, the recommended videos, and more importantly, the five reasons to unplug for the monetary matrix, with the first one being the awakening period. Step number one, test your dollar IQ. 10 simple questions, average is 60%. Follow up with the alternative perspective with the monetary reports. Consider becoming a supporter of the Rethinking the Dollar platform via Patreon. Get a chance to hang out off air as well as additional information that can't be discussed on YouTube. Any support is helpful. With the crackdown on alternative media, the best thing to do is connect off air. Scroll down to the very bottom. You can find Rethinking the Dollar on Telegram, Audio, Facebook, Twitter, Parler, you name it. The most important ones will be the email list where you can get notified weekly, the Discord page, and make sure you connect on Telegram. And last, don't forget to visit the RTD store where you can get merchandise as well as additional information and resources. And most importantly, scroll down to the bottom and get your weight up with all the limited edition rounds only available on the RTD store.